Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Selbstlos ins Net gestellt und er ist der, der St. Martin des Internets eigentlich. Der Ehrenpreis international geht an Kevin McLeod. There's just this one dude who has taken it upon himself to provide free music for the world. On paper it sounds ludicrous, it sounds crazy. He could be Father Christmas or Scooby-Doo or Jesus Christ. There are millions of people who are affected by his music. This stuff is everywhere. More people recognize his music than almost any other artist. And they might not know who he is, but they know his music. I will often use certain of his songs with rhythms to beat my slaves in the rhythm of his music. Well, my name is Kevin MacLeod. What do I do? The hat's problematic. I have no idea how or if he makes money. How do you make a life work then? I've got imposter syndrome hardcore. I have no idea why I'm successful. Once people figure it out, I think everyone's going to abandon me. As much as Kevin thinks he's not a people person, it's a lie. I've seen it. I've seen him connect. I fail all the time. Almost everything I do fails. Almost everything. We were actually talking to a bunch of different people in the bar, and I just said, oh yeah, no, no, uh, some of my music was in uh, Hugo, the Oscar-nominated film, and I went, I'm sorry, what? One day, there'll be a dark dystopian future where there is no other music licensable anywhere. It'll only be Kevin, and he will rule the world. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 421. Releasing March 29 on digital and DVD is Royalty Free, the music of Kevin McLeod, a documentary that delves into the life and work of an internet legend and composer whose music has become the soundtrack of the digital world. A fascinating look into how the creative and business decisions of one complex man can have a ripple effect on the entertainment industry. Royalty Free, the music of Kevin McLeod, is also the latest film from director Ryan Kamada. I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Ryan, I thank you so very much for joining me. And thank you for actually pronouncing my name correctly. First try, too. Um, you know, I always say um, to my guests, I, I, I try to do my best to get that pronunciation correct because my last name is difficult for people as well. So I know just how important it is to get that right. Um, it's so great to have you on the podcast. You know, it's really interesting. After watching your documentary, um, I just had to find out more about Kevin's music. And, you know, I actually went onto his YouTube page and, and checked out a lot of his music. And I I couldn't believe just how many different tunes that were so familiar to me because 
it's one of those things, isn't it? Like he's made so many songs that have been used in so many different movies and YouTube clips and everything else. Um, it, they just become part of our, you know, everyday life, especially, you know, with the internet around and, and myself being on the internet all the time with work, et cetera. What about yourself, Ryan? When was the kind of the first time you kind of realised that you were listening to Kevin's music? Was it, you know, happenstance? Was it in research during your uh, during the, the making of your film? When was that first time that you kind of realised that, that this guy has been part of your life and you probably never knew of it beforehand? Well, uh, I never thought about it until I thought about it. Hmm. Essentially, uh, I was in high school and I needed music. So, okay, I'll just Google free music and Competech.com. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll just use that music. I didn't think about the person behind it. I just thought, oh, free music. And then in college, oh, okay, free music. I'll just keep using him. And then in working freelance and then editing and then doing my own films, I just keep using it over and over and over. And it wasn't until I was editing a trailer with a friend, my partner, and we were like, who, who is this Kevin guy behind Incompetech? Mm. So I did a Google search and then, and this was years ago, IMDb was 1000 credits. Mm -hmm. YouTube was millions and our eyes just exploded. And, and it, Maybe I, I went down a rabbit hole of listening through his music and I realized that Kevin is the soundtrack to my life because you can wake up in the morning and on the radio, oh, there's Kevin's music. Then, you know, you take a shower, you watch some YouTube videos. Oh, there's Kevin's music. Then you go and watch some TV. Oh, there's Kevin's music on in commercials. And then, oh, wait. Sasha Baron Cohen is now using his music in This Is America. And then and I go take an elevator. There's Kevin's music. I was on hold with a hospital and there was Kevin's music. Mm. And in the story I mentioned in the film, Kevin's music is also in porn. So <laughs> one of Kevin's friends was looking at porn, as you do. And then one of his songs that Kevin had composed for him for his own like show, his own theater show was in porn. And okay, let's say I'm going to have a nice, pleasant weekend. And I live in Finland. I'm going to go to an amusement park and in a place I've dubbed Kevin land. 60% of the music in the park is Kevin's music. Mm. Yeah. Just he's everywhere. He's omnipresent without overstating himself he's not the director of jaws well the <laughs> composer of jaws and you know his name isn't giant big up on the screen he's the background guy and so i went to go and interview him well i went to ask him hey uh can we do a documentary he said mm -hmm. yeah let's meet in a bar so i prepared this giant tome of a pitch like a hundred pages, detailed notes, graphs, charts. I, I went above and beyond. And then he kind of looks at it, flips through it like a flip book and just says, yeah, okay. You could do a documentary on me. Sure. And 
That's the aristocrats. You know, the thing about Kevin that's really interesting is that he seems like such an unassuming person, but he's a real complex guy. I remember um, writing down in my notes that one of his friends says that um, Kevin is not a reasonably read human being. And something I find about him is that there's a certain contradiction about him. He claims to be an extraordinary optimist, but it seems like when it comes to creativity, negative negativity is what kind of inspires him, him to, to write his tunes. For example, in the movie, he says he hates going to the movie. He hates going to the movies. Hates going to watch movies in the cinema because there might be a composition in the movie that he will say to himself, oh, I can do better than that. And you will go home and actually do, do something that might be just as good, if not better. Having yourself interviewed Kevin and been around him a bunch of times, do you, did you pick up on that kind of contradiction in regards to who he is as a person as well? Well, I'll kind of relate it to, let's say he's depressed or he feels something sad. Sometimes he'll go and create sad, depressing music. But a lot of the times he will make happy music because if you're pumping yourself full of happy tunes, over time, it just kind of builds and changes your mood Mm. because this music is literally meant to affect your mood. Like when you think of a movie, the background music isn't always meant to kind of be outstanding. It's not in the spotlight. It's meant to guide your emotions subtly. And so he subtly affects his own emotions through this kind of thing. And in terms of contradictions, humans really are just big bottles of contradictions. Mm. So it's hard to say if he's unique in that aspect, but he definitely is unique in many others. You have a a wide range of interview heads um, in your movie, Um, filmmakers, online personalities, friends of Kevin's. You even even have a dominatrix in in the movie as well. Where do you find the people to be in the in the movie? Did you have kind of like an open call for people or did Kevin recommend people? How did you go about finding who you wanted to have involved in your film? Well, with the dominatrix, uh, she emailed me during my Kickstarter campaign and was like, hey, I use Kevin's music in my sessions. So that's how that came about. And she is super nice. And with Kevin's friends, I asked Kevin, hey, who are your friends? And then it kind of branched out from there. I asked his friends if they knew other friends and branched out from there. In terms of the personalities, some of them, uh, some personalities actually pledged to the campaign. Mm -hmm. And I emailed everyone who pledged because I wanted to thank them personally. And I did some background research on everyone. And so I asked some of them, um, some worked out, some didn't. And uh, there was just a lot of open calls. So I would search all these big online personalities and see who used Kevin's music, at least in terms of what you can find in the search bar. Because when you search Kevin's music on YouTube, you can only find out about it if someone tagged it or put it in the description. If it's in the video, 
there's no real way of tracing that. And with a lot of other people, uh, some of them were just man on the street interviews or person mm. on the street interviews where we just walked up to random people and said, Hey, have you heard this song? And a surprising amount of them were like, yeah, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Who is this guy? Speaking of Kickstarter, you know, I've talked to a lot of different independent filmmakers over the years about crowdfunding. Um, some people have had good stories, others not so much. Um, I, 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 I think we can put your experience in a, in a kind of like more successful, positive light. You raised $30,000 um, for the film. What was that experience like for you? Because for some people, the crowdfunding aspect of it is um, much more work than they realise. Did you find that yourself? Is it something that you really had to keep on top of and make sure that uh, that the message gets out there and people know what was what was going on and, and get in touch with your uh, with your con- con- contributors on a much more uh, routine uh, in um, very persistent basis? Well, initially, as I said, I emailed everyone. I looked them up. Thank them with the updates uh, during the campaign. I try to do fairly often to keep them engaged. I even filmed my uncle's dog (laughs) to say in a thank you video. And after that, I tried to do semi-regular Q and a sessions where I would live. I would stream over YouTube uh, live and then have people ask me questions or I'll show them how I'm editing it and kind of a little bit of behind the scenes sort of deal. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo Movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. You know, creative work is very hard. Um, and I think it's interesting. It's We're living kind of like in a very kind of, in, you know, you, yourself, as a, you're a filmmaker. I'm a content creator. Kevin's a composer. Um, we're all trying to make our way in our own respective fields. And we're doing a, a lot of it through the internet. And internet kind of 
you know, it did level the playing field. Like before all of this, you know, there was newspapers and magazines. It was kind of harder to get your stuff published and out there. Um, now we have resources, we have avenues to do it. But with that comes increased competition. Um, the whole thing with Kevin Doe, having his stuff out there for free, well, it, well there's a bit of an asterisk on that, isn't, isn't there? It's not necessarily free. I mean, you do have to credit him. And is it true that um, if you don't, like you can actually license all of his stuff for like a, like a, like 30 bucks or something like that? Is, is that pretty much how, he's, has he, how his business model works? Well, he has a uh, $30 license if you cannot give him credit, but he also does ads. Uh, he has a, you can donate to him. And, and one of the kind of more interesting aspects of the whole business angle is education hmm. and hitting people while they're just starting out. You see, people like me, I use Kevin's music and... I would go to his site and use it for free and I'd use it for free. But let's say I have money and I want to hire a composer. Well, I don't know any composers, but I, I have been using this, uh, this Kevin guy from Incompetech, which is the fusion of incompetence and technology. Yes. That's his, and, um, his uh, website. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know any other composers, so why don't I try to hire this guy for a custom composition? And so, you know, you start off free, but if you want to get something specific to your film, then you can hire him out. So, some things came up in your documentary that, you know, I wouldn't have even thought of it myself. Um, one of them is that in Kevin you know, giving away his music or, or, or having a pretty for, uh, for at a really kind of low price for, for people to, to use um, without the kind of royalty aspect to it. Um, some people claim that he takes away jobs from other composers who might charge money um, for, their, uh, for their work. Um, that kind of whole aspect to it, is that something that you knew of as well beforehand or is that, was, was that a kind of like a surprise to you as well as you were researching uh, Kevin and his impact on the industry? Well, when I was doing the initial research, it started from Kevin, but then I kind of wondered, hey, how is one person with a keyboard able to be a whole orchestra and do... Kevin has like a zillion genres that he's worked in. Hmm. And so I branched out into the democratization of music and the internet. And from there, uh, during the Kickstarter campaign, uh, we actually got some emails and some messages from composers who were, hey, uh, we don't like this Kevin guy. He's giving away music for free. That's either devaluing us because we have to charge less because of competition or we're losing jobs outright because, oh, I'll just use that free music. Mm -hmm. And this has kind of gone into a more grand scale because on the lowest scale, a lot of high school students just simply are not going to hire a custom composer. Yeah. But... As you go on, well, 
if you're a lower indie film, you might still use Kevin's music, but you might want a custom composer. But then as you get bigger, it becomes a, a more interesting dynamic where uh, Vita Coco, which is a coconut water company, in one of their ads, they used Kevin's music. And that was broadcast live on TV in at least America. And Vita Coco is a huge brand. They have money to have hired a custom composer, but they went with Kevin instead. So at that point, do you harangue them for using music that they just simply liked? Or do you not like them because they had the money to hire a composer, but then decided to go with a free or $30 one instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the structure of your film and kind of like some of the things that you use in your documentary, especially in regards to the use of animations and also puppetry as well. Are, are the puppets being used in the movie? Are they, do they belong to Kevin? Are those Kevins uh, you, that are featured in the film? No, that's uh, ours. My uh, dad is actually doing the puppet and the voice. All right. And I have my sister kind of waving the arms erratically just below the screen. (laughs) My dad was like, ah, my arm, can I put it down yet? I'm like, no, we have to do our 30th take now. (laughs) Keep doing it, man. And what about the animations? Is that something you put together yourself? The animations were split between myself and my partner, Tomas Oholy Eric. He did a lot of the animations. I did some, and some of them we kind of worked on together a little bit. Kevin has made made such a a name for himself, has created such a success as well. Having interviewed him and now made a, a movie, about him and his life and his career, what do you take from him, perhaps from a business business mindset aspect, do you think that you can apply to your own career? Is there anything that people can take from Kevin that you think people can apply to their their work or their career? Or is he a one-off? Is he the one person who can do what he does and no one can really copy that same kind of business model and strategy and philosophy that he has? There are some that have copied him and done so successfully, but there's two issue, two main issues that I would have to say to anyone that wants to try it. The first one is scale, hmm. because if you only have five tracks, that's only going to fit so many people. But if you have a thousand tracks in different genres, okay, now you're going to draw in a lot more people for a lot more different purposes. So you really need to build, build, build. And that could be really difficult. Um, In music or film, both ways, you're going to have to generate a huge catalog. And the second point, which is much more moral, is with the Creative Commons by license, which... Kevin uses, or you just need to give credit. Anyone can use your music. 
Mm. But that means anyone can use your music, yeah. whether you like them or not. So if a hate group uses your music and you do not agree with them, as long as they give credit, they can use it. And you have to live with that. And you're not directly supporting them, but you still have to live with actors that you do not like using it. And that that could be really tough for some people. Overall, it's a societal benefit. It's an overall plus because you're enabling so many compose so many people with their free music that you're you're really helping contribute to society in a huge and selfless way by giving music away for free. But you still have to live with the potential downside. What type of feedback have you received from Kevin in regards to the documentary itself? Has he seen it? Has he given any type of, uh, um, I don't know, uh, notes or anything about, about the film? Or is he the kind of guy that doesn't really bother himself into into looking at anything in regards to, um, you know, a, a film or, or anything of that kind, um, talking about his life? Because it, it's, it is a very kind of, you know, interesting scene where one of the first things we see in your movie is that a, uh, I think it's like the equivalent of the, the German uh, Grammys uh, are giving him a Lifetime Achievement Award and his reaction to it was, eh, yeah, whatever, I don't care. He wasn't even there to pick it up either. Um, which was which is really interesting because a lot of people I think might stroke their ego. He doesn't really seem like the kind of person who needs his ego to be uh, to be you know stroked in that way. Um, was there any type of feedback from him in regards to the documentary? Well, if you're going to mention the the German thing, you should mention why he didn't go. He said he didn't go because he doesn't speak German. It's true. <laughs> Even though they speak English, English, yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of them. He's like, ah, I don't speak German. Eh. Uh, originally, when I showed Kevin clips of the film while I was editing it, he he said, uh, I don't, I don't need to watch it. And even when we sent him the full movie, he he initially didn't really watch it. And then when he did watch it, he gave some feedback, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't much of a thing. Well, for everyone else out there listening, you can watch it yourself come March 29 on digital in DVD, royalty free, the music of Kevin McLeod. It's a it's a fascinating documentary, Ryan. It really is. And I think you did really great work here. And you really brought to life uh, a person who, you know, I think like like we've talked about, it's been part of our lives in so many ways, but we just didn't know it. And now we could put a, a face and a name to that, that soundtrack that's been playing in our lives for so long, unsuspectingly so. Um, and so congratulations with you. Best of luck with the film's release. And, um, you know, if you do films again uh, in the future, I'd love to have you on again. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. Uh, do I have time for one more story? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So Kevin was at his house and he gets a call. And someone's saying, hey, I represent Martin Scorsese. Uh, we'd like to use your music in Hugo. And then he said, okay. And he hung up <laughs> and then they called back again and it said, Oh no, 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 no. We're actually really with Martin Scorsese. We want to license your music. How much will it be? 
He said, $30. And they're like, well, we can, we can pay you much more. He said, okay, sure. And something to keep in mind is that the song that's in Hugo, you could use for free for your own thing, for your video, grandma's cat video, the same song you could use for free if you give credit. So from the pauper to the king, it's truly democratic. It truly is. And that's a, a great way to, to end the podcast right there. And for everyone out there, remember March 29, DVD and digital, royalty-free, the music of Kevin McLeod. Again, Ryan, I thank you so very much for your time and I hope to have you on again. Thank you.